Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope. We're back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are. Hope your day is going well. And I sure do appreciate y'all joining me here for a little bit, giving me some of your time. And for those of y'all that continue to share, podcast has continued to grow, and I sure am grateful for that. Thank y'all so much. We got a, we're going to take one of our little walks. We've got a couple puppy dogs so far. We'll see if anybody else shows up. Maybe a squirrel or two. We're going to, we got a pretty full episode today, folks. And I, I feel like I have said this too often recently, but I try not to delve into current topics that often. I try and really focus on historical commentary. I mean, we put it in context, I suppose, of of modern events, but I try not to make that the basis. But there's a story that broke nationally about a week ago, give or take, maybe a little bit more, uh, that really needs some attention. And so we're going to get into it. So if you don't know, I'm going to read you just a little bit about this. Uh, This happened in Loudoun County, Virginia. And I'm going to read you kind of a little bit off and on. There's multiple reports out there, folks, multiple different. You can go to whatever news site you like and you can read about it. But in Loudoun County, I guess this was last spring, there was a transgender boy. So uh, biologically a male who thinks they're a female. And Loudoun County's policy, as best I understand it, allows for uh, boys to use the girls' restroom if they think that they're a girl. Uh, this may extend to locker rooms and sports. I don't, I don't know, folks, about that. You'd have to check in on that. But at any rate, at some place in somewhere, this boy assaulted a young girl there. And... I'm trying to find the exact date, but I'm not seeing it right now. At any rate, uh, the story, at least so far, allegedly, is that he raped this ninth grade girl in the girl's restroom, uh, and he was wearing a skirt, and so he was in there because he felt like that he was a girl. And at a June 22nd meeting, the father of this girl was coming in trying to bring this up, and, and make this a point. And instead of listening to the father, the father ends up getting arrested. And what's coming out is more and more, as more of this story comes out, we're finding that not only did the school board arrest this father for trying to bring this up at a school board meeting, the school board covered up the alleged rape by telling the father they were going to handle it in-house and moving this boy from one campus to another. And then the boy goes on to, I think it was four weeks later. I just want to try and make sure I'm getting this. Four months, four months, not weeks, folks. Four months later and assaulted another girl. And so now you've had this boy who thinks they're a girl, that's raped a girl, that's a ninth grader, and then the school board covered it up, this is public education, and then four months later, 
raped another girl or sexually assaulted or whatever. I haven't seen the, the details on the next one as well. And as I said, folks, y'all can go and look this up on, on your own. It's, it's nothing secret by any means right now. And so what I wanted to do is I, I want to get some context here, first of all. And so I'm going to go back to a couple of quotes that I've read multiple times on this podcast. And there's a bunch of others, folks, but we're just not going to have time to get to all of them. I mean, we could do this probably for hours and just barely be scratching the surface. So the first one is... Actually, I think I'm going to start with Reagan's quote, which I have read multiple times. He was the 40th president of the United States, and this is his commentary on the family. The family has always been the cornerstone of American society. Our families nurture, preserve, and pass on to each succeeding generation the values we share and cherish, values that are the foundation of our freedoms. In the family, we learn our first lessons of God and man, love and discipline, rights and responsibilities, human dignity and human frailty. Our families give us daily examples of these lessons being put into practice in raising and instructing our children, in providing personal and compassionate care for the elderly, in maintaining the spiritual strength of religious commitment among our people, and these and other ways America's families make immeasurable contributions to America's well-being. Today, more than ever, it is essential that these contributions not be taken for granted and that each of us remember that the strength of our families is vital to the strength of our nation. I'm going to go ahead and read these other quotes, folks, and we're going to come back and tie it all together with some, (laughs) you're going to laugh, but with some vocabulary out of the last 50 years or so. So, Supreme Court case, this is Murphy versus Ramsey, uh, 1885, Utah Territory. Every person who has a husband or wife living and marries another is guilty of polygamy and shall be punished. For certainly no legislation can be supposed more wholesome and necessary in the founding of a free self-governing commonwealth fit to take rank as one of the coordinate states of the union than that which seeks to establish it on the basis of the idea of the family as consisting in and springing from the union for life of one man and one woman in the holy estate of matrimony, the sure foundation of all that is stable and noble in our civilization, the best guarantee of that reverent morality which is the source of all beneficent progress in social and political improvement. And then this last one is a commentary from the Patriots Bible that I've read a couple times. Our American society has been based upon the belief that the biblical view of traditional marriage and family is the backbone of a civilized people. The biblical basis for understanding God's intention for marriage is found in Genesis 2.24. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. The creation of Adam and Eve, male and female, was the foundation of human civilization, and their union was the first marriage. Jesus also reminds us in the New Testament that marriage is an institution of God designed as a lifelong covenant relationship between a man and a woman. God's design for procreation demanded the union of a man and a woman. 
From this sanctified union come children who are born into a secure home with a father and a mother to love, nurture, and teach them how to become healthy, productive, and responsible citizens. God's plan, nature's plan, and common sense's plan all support a man and a woman producing children within the institution of marriage. Preserving the traditional family is vital to the future of America. We must join together to maintain the heritage given to us. Marriage is one man and one woman lovingly committed to each other for life. The family is a sacred institution. It is the basic unit of our society and essential to the well-being of the greater community. Okay, so why did I read all this rather rapidly? The family is the cornerstone of our society, uh, and that family includes the marriage of a man and a woman. Uh, Not two men, not two women, not a man that thinks they're a woman or a woman that thinks they're a man. This is a totally modern phenomenon, and it is destroying our communities, our families, and our nation. And that's not melodramatic, folks. That's literally what's happening because... As Reagan said, the strength of our nation is the strength of our families, right? And so, if we start to destroy and undermine those families, then we start to destroy and undermine our nation and our communities. And that's exactly what's happening. And it is absolutely via this steady, concerted march effort of the LGBTQ movement. So... I'm going to read a couple other things here. We're going to tie this in. I've got to find it. So in 2016, so this is a few years ago, the WHO, which y'all probably heard for the last couple years because of all the stuff with coronavirus, right? In 19... Let me go back here. No, this was 2016. They came to drop the mental health label from transgender identity as a mental disorder. So up until 2016, and this is just the, the WHO, folks, the World Health Organization. This isn't taking into consideration uh, the American medical associations and when they dropped this. But up until this point, transgenderism was a mental disorder. In fact, until very recently in the military, if you considered yourself transgender, that was grounds for discharge because it was a mental disorder. It showed that there were mental problems there, right? So up until this point, that is what it was considered by mental health professionals. And go, well, the mental health professionals changed their mind. Yeah, well, it's not working out so well, okay? And then the other thing, I said LGBTQ because this is the same pattern that happened with homosexuality. Back in 72 or 73, the American Psychiatric Association approved a change in its official manual of psychiatric disorders, which homosexuality up until that point was considered a mental disorder, a psychiatric disorder. And so we're seeing, folks, the same pattern now that we saw 50 years ago with homosexuality and both of them are attacking the family unit which is the foundational unit the backbone of our country and it's not an accident folks it's not done by accident this isn't just something that happened there's a there's a pointed concerted effort to 
destabilize and destroy the family unit. It's the same thing, folks, if you're talking about pornography or no-fault divorce or adultery. All of this stuff attacks the family for a specific reason, because if we can destroy the family, then we can destroy the country. And, and you see this destruction, it's blatantly evident, folks. All you got to do is look at some of these stories that are starting to come out of public education. This Loudoun County story, yeah, it's in the national news right now, but it's not the only story. And if you go and you find honest counselors out there that will talk to you about the state of these kids in school, they will absolutely tell you how devastating this is for these kids to go home to broken families where they've only got one dad or one mom or the family's in disarray, or you got dad living with some other mom or mom living some with some other dad, this stuff, it's not, it doesn't happen by itself and everybody's gonna be okay and live happily ever after. That's not what happens, folks. It hurts our nation's children. It hurts them. It's devastating to them. And yet we still keep doing it. This little girl, this ninth grade girl, right? So what is she, 14, 15, depending on if she's been held back or anything else? This girl got raped, raped, right? In fact, I think one of the reports actually used a sodomy, so you can go there in your head, by a boy, not a girl. Doesn't matter whether he thinks he's a girl or not. If you take any freshman biology course in high school, much less college, if you have an X chromosome and a Y chromosome in your cells, that makes you a boy. This boy, dressed up in a skirt, pretending he was a girl, got to go in and use the girl's facilities so that he could rape a girl. That's what happened. That's what we're supporting with this madness because we don't want to offend people. We don't want to step on their toes. We don't want to hurt their feelings because we wanna be loving and supporting and caring. Folks, you cannot be any of those things. That's like saying you've got a kid and you're gonna say they wanna go rob a bank and you're gonna say, oh, I'm gonna encourage you in that because I'm loving, I'm supporting, I care. Yeah, go rob that bank, I'm gonna help you do that. It's insanity, folks, it's absolutely insane. And this is the point we're at and then we wonder, we look up and we wonder why the drug use, the depression, the suicidal tendencies, the alcoholism, all of this stuff is just going up in our young kids. We throw porn at them. We throw no-fault divorce where the parents just pretend to split up and everything's hunky-dory. We, we throw adultery. We throw more porn at them via just every possible means, Netflix, TikTok, and everything else. And then now we throw, oh, you, you're gay, that's great, that's good, man, good job. Or, oh, you think you're a boy, but you're a girl, or you think you're a girl, but you're a boy, that's okay, that's great, we're gonna support you. We're not even gonna tell mom and dad what's going on, we're just gonna support you and encourage you in this. Mental disorder that we wanna pretend is not a mental disorder. And then we go ahead and spread it to our military so that while our enemies are getting stronger and stronger, we're weakening our military and our police and our first responders by partaking in this nonsense. And then nobody wants to stand up and talk about it because you might get in trouble because you might lose your job. 
might lose your friends. People might look at you weird. That's a shame. So we're willing to trade this little nine year or nine grade ninth grader getting raped because we we don't want people to look at us weird. We don't want to lose our job. Yeah, that's that's folks, I'm no rocket scientist, but that right there is the exact opposite of the definition of courage or bravery. Folks, we could keep going, but I've taken y'all for long enough. Look that story up, folks. And then look up a few more and see that it's not an isolated event. And then if you really want to know, go find somebody in public education and high school or colleges. Find some honest counselor out there that'll talk to you about what's going on with these kids and how much damage we're doing them via all these different avenues, destroying the family. It's right there in front of our face if we'll look at it. Y'all have a good rest of whatever's left of y'all's day, folks. God bless y'all. God, God bless America. Pray like crazy, folks.